Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. You ain't going to believe this. And I have to tell you because I have to tell you, but I can't give you details because those are the rules. And I'm not going to give you details because I'm an actual believer in the rules. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I'll give you two words. And you pro- you got to promise. You got to promise. You can't. You can't laugh. Are you, are you ready? Matt Bear, are you ready? Is everybody ready? Jury duty. I have been selected, picked for jury duty. I did not expect you to say that. So um, things are going to get real weird for a while because I don't know how long it's going to go and everything else. And no, I'm not going to give you details. And I don't, I, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any part uh, uh, of that. Could this be a while? Not a while. I don't know. I know what they say, but who knows what's going to happen. Look, I am a I am a magnificent believer in doing one's civic duty. My issue is not um uh jury duty. But I did uh, have a, a a conversation of the impact here on on a series of things. Well, I'm doing my duty. I'm doing jury duty. That's what's happening. This is what's going on. Um, uh, you know, one day maybe I'll be able to explain more when I can. I, I will. Uh, because of that, it affects how we do a bit of the morning show. It affects how we do the midday show in a major, major, major way. Uh, so if anything sounds a little odd, it's because... I'm doing a little bit of recording here. I'm trying to put something together over there. There may be times where we got to bring people in to cover a segment or cover an hour or maybe cover the show. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't. Um, but uh, in, in the end, this is what I, I was I was asked to do. This is what I was selected to do. Doing. like Like you should. You can even make a case of, well, wait a second, here's the issues. Do you, do you want to be somebody who, who does the job or not? Do you, do you want a jury of your peers or not? What do you want? When, when you ask me about this sometime in the future, I will give thoughts. But in the end, I discussed my issues. In the end, I'm on the jury. And so, that's that that's going to change some things. It is not a contract issue. Uh I have I have finished up 
Uh, my end, I've actually, it actually be sent over uh, today. I think it should be sent over today. Um, and uh, and we'll go from there. Things are good. Right here, they're good. How it affects other things, I don't know. But it's, it, has no, it has nothing to do with my relationship with Urban One, uh, with Radio One, with the IBC, none of, none of that. So if, if you don't hear me for a day or you hear uh, a fill-in for a couple days, it's it has nothing to do with my gig. We're all good there. It's jury duty, and it's just gonna it's just gonna take me out of a normal rhythm. That's it. I wanted to share it with you. I wanted you to understand it. I wanted you to know what was coming. I will never ever lie to you. Now that said, I won't be bringing this up again, really, except to say, oh yeah, I'm still I'm still on, right? <laughs> just just as a matter of update. I'll never, I'll never, ever, 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 knowingly or willingly, wittingly uh, share anything. Nah, you don't do that. <laughs> there, there are rules. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. So, so that's it. Wanted you to know. Wanted you to know what was up. So uh, hang tight with me for, for the next while. And with, and with Tony Katz today. And I appreciate it very much. They had a debate, Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve, and someone asked Joe Hogsett where he was for two nights of riots. Oh, we've got the audio. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Headline, I wonder what you're thinking. A debate. Joe Hogsett, Jefferson Shreve, both candidates for mayor. Joe Hogsett, the incumbent. Jefferson Shreve, the Republican challenger. And all the questions got asked. And the nonsense was flowing. And we have got it all. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. The popcorn moment. Let's do the thing. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because... There is more. Now, was the whole thing hosted by um, by Phil Sanchez by himself? Was he the only moderator of the debate last night? I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to double check that. Because questions got asked and statements were made on the subject of guns, Joe Hogsett. Well, there's absolutely no question, and I think there's uniform agreement that permitless carry has been disastrous, particularly for Indianapolis. Why? Why would permitless carry change anything? You're still having to go through a background check to legally purchase a firearm. So why would permitless carry change anything? I believe this is a red herring. This is a talking point with absolutely no data behind it. That said, I don't know why Shreve's in favor of it. In the true and proper order of things, I would advocate for the reinstatement of that permitting requirement for concealed carry of weapons as part of my legislative package that I would take before the General Assembly at the start of the session, not after it had adjourned. Why? What is the data point that you're both using to say that we need to have some level of restriction on the Second Amendment? What is that? People pass background checks to purchase firearms. 
why now do they need an extra layer of licensing from you? It doesn't change anything. It's the weirdest argument. The weirdest argument. But Hogsett's entire raison d'etre is to say, oh, the issues with, with, with downtown, uh, that's about guns. There are more guns in our city than there are people. And until and unless we start uh, meaningfully addressing those issues, we're going to continue to have uh, unfortunate uh, incidents of gun violence. And uh, gun violence uh, brings with it uh, perception problems. And that's why uh, we need to change the direction uh, and, uh, and make a real difference in the gun uh, availability of guns. So the existence of guns is creating a safety issue in downtown. Yet in the same debate, did you just say, Joe Hogsett, that downtown is safe? There are more guns in our city than there are people. And until and unless we... That's the same thing. Same clip right there. Sorry. Don't ever tell me downtown is safe and then say, well, it's not safe because there are more guns than there are people. If there are more guns than people, how in the world are there any people? Because guns kill, right? Not people, the gun. The gun is the issue. The gun is the problem. Seems to me you've got a tremendous number of law-abiding citizens, and it seems to me you have a total unwillingness to focus on the issue at hand. You don't know why there's crime. You don't know how to stop it. And the reason you don't know why is that you won't pay attention. Because we don't think you pay attention, Joe Hogsett. We think you're out to lunch, man. Disconnected and uncaring as all get out. From what I hear, Joe Hogsett is an excellent retail politician. Shake the hand and kiss the babies. Doesn't seem like uh, a guy who can really explain himself in front of a microphone. Jefferson Shreve wants you to know what he's going to do if elected. If elected mayor, I will use this office, I will use my voice, the bully pulpit, to advocate for a working criminal justice system that will close that revolving door to take the violent serial offenders off of the streets of Indianapolis. Nothing wrong with that. Yes, there's a difference between the two candidates. Yes, Jefferson Shreve is not perfect. Yes, he has made some absolute missteps without question. Well, what's the point of voting for either one of them? Um, well, if you haven't figured that out by now, I can't help you. If it gets incrementally better, that's better than if it gets incrementally worse. I don't want to reward foolhardiness. And I don't mind how hard you would be on a Mayor Jefferson Shreve. Go to town. Go to town. But it is obviously better than a Mayor Joe Hogsett. Which brings us to the big one. The the uh, event yesterday with Wish TV, it was uh, Phil Sanchez and Katira Winfrey. Were they the moderators? Okay, I just want to make sure I had the, the names right. Joe Hogsett got asked where he was the nights of the riots. Two nights, 
There was no Joe Hogsett. Oh, I've heard all the rumors, people. I'm not talking about rumors. Everyone's like, oh, I know. Oh, I know a guy. You don't know anybody, and you haven't provided any proof at all. I'm tired of it. Don't feed me rumors. Feed me data. But it's the right question to ask, and good on Phil Sanchez. Where were you, Mayor Joe Hogsett, for two nights of riots? I was uh, working uh, from my home. Uh, I was in constant contact uh, with my representatives, uh, with IMPD. Uh, I, uh, after things uh, started to dissipate that evening, I got about two or three hours of uh, rest and got up at four o'clock the next day, worked the rest of the weekend, meeting with uh, organizers of the protests, and ultimately issued uh, uh, the order to uh, uh, to have the uh, the, the uh, protests ended, and uh, that was effective. You believe him? Did that answer inspire you? Does that explain where he was? He cannot show you a proactive stance on two nights of riots that led to buildings being set on fire and two people murdered. He can't tell you where he was. I was at home working. I wasn't in the command center. I wasn't talking with uh, the police chief every five minutes and coordinating with the governor. I wasn't calling out the National Guard. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I wasn't the other. I was working at my home. I got a few hours of sleep. It's more than uh, business owners downtown got. But thank goodness... Thank goodness Joe got some well-needed shut-eye. Because, we know, when he doesn't get good sleep, he trips over his flip-flops and busts his lip while taking out the trash. Hold on, wait. We don't believe that story either? Huh. So? You can tell me that Jefferson Shreve has not run a great campaign and man, he said this, and he's 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 waffled, or he's flip flop. You, you you might not even be wrong, but you're gonna do four more years of Joe Hogsett. You what are you gonna tell me next? What does it matter? It matters greatly. You have a chance to make it incrementally better. I didn't say it was fun. I said take the incrementally better. That's Jefferson Shreve. 50 degrees in the American Standard Cooling Weather Center. The time is 7.36. I've been paying a lot of attention, a lot of attention to the Carmel Mayor's race. And normally I would admit to you that I, I wouldn't be discussing it like this on air. But since the Democrat, Miles Nelson, wants to only focus on Moms for Liberty... Uh, it's clear that Ron Klain is running this campaign. These nationwide talking points, as opposed to focusing on the city. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. Moms for Liberty, you have to denounce Moms for Liberty. No, you don't. Well, they used a quote from Hitler. Well, you could say that was wrong. I did. I said it very out loud, very clearly, multiple times. 
The whole group has to go? Nah, the group's fine. Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center says, I don't care what those bigots say. People have been sued for, for misinformation, for defamation, I should say. They've lost millions, had to pay out millions for, in defamation suits. I'm going to listen to them. What kind of fools are we? Moms standing up for their kids, demanding to know what's going on in schools, is good stuff. It's good stuff. And I'm not about to. And you should not be condemning Moms for Liberty. Based on what Miles Nelson says. If you don't like their policies, I well, go right ahead. I mean, have that conversation. They don't need to be condemned, and Sue Finkham doesn't need to condemn anybody. What I would like to see is Miles Nelson uh, condemning Congressman Andre Carson for his support uh, of, of Hamas by being proactive and not blaming Hamas for the terrorist attack on Israel. I was told by Miles Nelson, that's why I bring it up, that the quote utilized by Moms for, Act, Moms for Liberty, Hamilton County, that Hitler quote, was so despicable, and he said the words, as a devout Jew, he brought it up. As a man of devout Jewish faith and a parent concerned for our kids' education, or about our kids' education, this hate speech has no place in our community. First things first, it was a quote it wasn't hate speech. They were trying to make a point, use the quote from Hitler about control of children and the, and the, and the control of the future. I disagreed with it. I said it was wrong. It, it, you, you don't win this way. Big mistake. They didn't have to do it. As a man of devout Jewish faith, where is, I'm, I'm on your website, Miles Nelson, where is your statement condemning Andre Carson. That's what I thought. Don't, don't bring religion into the thing when you're not willing to back it up when the moment really matters. And also, can we talk about fundraising? Miles Nelson announces record-breaking fundraising. Raised $320,000. $330,000? Okay, good. The Republican, Sue Finkham, raised $675,000. The amount of money she has raised during the election cycle is $912,000, and Miles Nelson has raised $463,000. Now, as a matter of just um, rational thought, how does this compare to how other Demo Democrats have fundraised? And what does this mean to the Republican Party of Hamilton County and how much they have to fight in the future to ensure some victories? And certainly we're not at Election Day yet. But let's not kid ourselves. He's getting outpaced by Sue Finkham two to one. Is Sue Finkham as conservative as I would like her to be? No. I would tell her that to her face. Is Sue Finkham better for Carmel? Then Miles Nelson, yes. And solely based on, well, I shouldn't say solely, starting with this whole conversation about Moms for Liberty. It's all he talks about. 
All I see from Finkham, go check her posts. Go check things from the campaign. Here's how we're going to do in, engage the future. What is it? Elevate Carmel, I think, is one of the things they do. Here's a vision for this. Here's what we're going to do for that. Here's a plan for this. Here's what we're going to talk about there. Here's how we're going to fix this. Here's what we're going to do about growth. It's a better approach. It's a much more disciplined campaign. And most importantly, it's focused on things that matter to the people at Carmel. Well, Tony, Nazis matter. We can't have Nazis in Carmel. I, I would agree. I also would not want Nazis in Carmel. But Moms for Liberty ain't it. They use the quote, shame on them. But them? No. Let's find out who would be, uh, wh where they are on Hamas. Let's go back to the Andre Carson conversation. Well, Tony, that's Indianapolis. One must stand up to hate wherever it is. And Miles Nelson doesn't seem to want to do that while he's still playing this game with Carmel residents about Moms for Liberty. That's unserious. Unserious. I'm Tony Katz. <laughs> talk about food deserts you've heard me say yeah i don't buy into that at all i don't supermarkets would exist in lower income areas if the supermarket was utilized if the supermarket wasn't vandalized if the supermarket wasn't robbed from i'm not saying that because oh these people are bad or that those people are bad. I am discussing why in Indianapolis and other places we have seen these markets leave certain areas. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. And yes, I oppose the idea that cities are going to come in and like Chicago, they're going to try and put in markets in this kind of location. That's not the way any of this works. None of that is necessary at all if you do your job right. Oh, I have to play it? Oh, okay, I'll play it. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. These deserts appear from a lack of policing. They appear because of a lack of care. If people won't shop the store, if people won't protect the store, if people abuse the store, the store will close. This goes along the line of the idea of victimless crimes. Theft of Target, theft of Walmart, theft of Walgreens or CVS or Rite Aid, it's totally fine. It's fine that people come in and just rip things off the shelves and run out with them. You have insurance. We heard that during the George, George Floyd riots. The bigotry in that, the absolute hatred in that is stunning and overwhelming. It really is. It was all bigotry. Let's excuse this behavior by saying, well, uh, they earned it. And these companies have insurance, so it's not a problem. Rite Aid is going to close 150 of its 2,100 U.S. locations after they filed for bankruptcy. CVS is going to close 900 stores. Walgreens will shutter 150 stores by the end of the summer 2024. Now, 
How does your 80-year-old father get his meds? Tell me more about how this is a victimless crime. This is not victimless. It has never been victimless. That's a lie. When you do not prosecute criminals, Ryan Mears, when you do not engage a proactiveness of public safety, Joe Hogsett, this is what you get. And fellow progressives like you have experienced it in L.A. and San Francisco and Chicago and New York and name your major large city. There is a map that shows there are, there are blue dots and there are orange dots. The mass is blue dots, where a uh, pharmacy, the nearest uh, pharmacy is at least 10 miles away, and the orange dots, which you see across Texas, uh, New Mexico, into Oklahoma and Louisiana, is where the nearest pharmacy is 22 miles away. That's a distance. That's a really big distance. Especially if you want to consider the idea of local this, that, or the other. You cannot have local survive if you aren't willing to tell local that you'll protect. This is governing 101. And you cannot culturally set up a situation by which we think theft is warranted Theft is acceptable. Theft is righteous. And then have a a, a city that can thrive. This problem is only going to get worse. But these aren't deserts. This is the failure of cities, of leaders, civic and otherwise, certainly faith leaders, a failure to recognize that in order to grow, you need the things that will allow you the growth. And one of those things is a place where you can get your medicine so people can stay alive. Otherwise, you know what they'll do? They'll, they'll, they'll go to the place where they can stay alive. I'm no expert on migratory patterns, but I'm pretty sure of that one. I'm pretty sure that staying alive piece is the main motivator and mover of people. What, it's only true regarding our southern border, but it's not true of the deserts? Bad policies to blame for this. And neighborhoods that don't want better. Bad policy mixed with bad leadership. That's what creates the deserts.